Ketubot after Vav, the last thing we were discussing was the Mishnah at the bottom of Yudal Amudbet, where Rabbi Yossi said a story of a little girl who went to go fill up water by the river. She, a man forced his way on her, and the question came to Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri, and he said, look, if the majority of the people in the city are kosher Jews when it comes to lineage, then she is kosher, and she could even marry a Kohen. And with that, we're starting with the Gemara, five lines from the bottom of Yudal Damudbet. Amar le Rabbah le Rav Nachman. Rabbah told Rav Nachman, Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri de Amar keman. Who's Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri like that? Just as the, we go by the majority of the people in the city. Ike Rabban Gamliel, if it's like Rabban Gamliel, who said that she has a Hezkat Kashrut, that she is kosher, then Afilu Berov Pesulin Nami then even if the majority are Pasul to her, even if it's a city majority Goyim, you should still be Machshir her. And Ike Rabbi Yoshua, and if he holds like Rabbi Yoshua, then Afilu Berov Kesherin Nami Pasil. And even if the majority are Kesherim, he should still be Posel. So the Gemara explains, so Rabbi Nachman told Rabbah, really, Rabbi Yohan Ben-Nuri holds like Rabbi Yoshua, because Hachi Amav Yudah Amarav, that story, Bikronot Shel Tzipori Hayamaseh, it was in the market day of Tzipori, when that story happened, where there's always caravans, and people coming from all over the place, to Tzipori, to the marketplace, and it had to be a caravan of people who were kasher in lineage, that you could even marry to Kwanim, going through there. So now you have a majority of kasher by her. Like Rabbi Anai said, that if she was Nival in the wagons, then she's Kashet Kuna. And we asked right away, Bikronot Salkatach, you telling me that uh, she was Nival in a wagon? Ela, no, what does it really mean? Nival'at Bishat Keronot Kuna. If she was Nival during that uh, marketplace time when the wagons and the caravans are coming, then she's Kashet Kuna. Because you could always be told that uh, the, the people coming were Kasher. But if someone from Sipori was with her, then then the child is a Shituki because you only have one robe. Meaning, by the caravans, you had the majority of the people of the city and you also had the majority of uh, the, the people in the caravans who were kosher. So you have two robes, okay, uh, she and the kid is kosher. Now here you only have the people are kosher, you don't have another rov to add, so we can't kosher it. Kiha, like the Chiyatar of Dimi, when Avdimi came, Amar Zairi, Amar Rabbi Hanina, he said the name of Zairi, Rabbi Hanina, and some say it wasn't Avdimi, rather just Amar Zairi, Amar Rabbi Hanina, Hokhina Har, Robair, we go by the majority of the city if they're Kasher, Ve'en Hokhina Har of Siaba, we don't go after the majority of the people who are traveling through the city. If they're far from the city, uh, even though the majority of the, the people over there are kasher also. And the Gemara asks, Klapelaya, what are we talking about? The opposite makes sense. The travelers are moving, they're not in one place, and we should go after their love. And the people of the city are settled, they're in one place, and whenever there's people settled in one place, we don't go by the majority. We're going to say it's 50-50, and the Gemara will explain soon. Ela, you have to say, 
We go by the majority of the city when the tra- when the travelers are with them, and you add all together, and the majority is kasher. Then you go after the, the rov there. We don't go by the majority of the city by itself. We don't go by the majority of the travelers themselves. There has to be a mix. When they're together, then we'll go after the majority. My Tama, what's the reason? It's like a We're not going to be machshir. We're not going to say that majority of the travelers are kosher. So we don't say that the majority of the city is kosher. Because remember, the people in the city are settled there in one place. And over there, you have to do 50-50. So, like, my asks, Okay, majority of the city also. If they go to her, it means they pick themselves up out of the house and they go to her. Then we have the famous rule that called it parish, parish. Whenever someone left the general public, he leaves from the majority. And if the majority is kosher, then he was also kosher. So what's the problem? So like my answers, No, we still need this. We still have a worry. Why? We're talking about a situation where she went to him. She went to the boil. Because now he is settled. And we know the rule. Now, it's not a majority as kosher. This is a rule. This is not a fact. This is a rule, a halakha rule. And you can't go against it. So you have to say, even though if one of them picks up and moves, and if they're traveling, we're going to say the majority is kosher. When they're sold in one place, the rule is now it's 50%, 50%. And therefore, when it's 50-50, you can't kosher it. Now, it sounded like we need two majorities in order to be machshir. So like when asks, do we really need two majorities? We have a famous Braita, there's nine stores, each one of them is selling kosher shakted meat, and one of them is selling not kosher meat. And the guy went and he picked up meat from one of the butcher stores. He just didn't know. He forgot which one he went to. It's Asur. Why? Because those stores are settled in one place. And then the rule applies. If they're settled in one place, everything becomes 50-50 and it's Asur. That makes sense. If you find the, the food, you find a piece of meat on the floor, then you're going to go by the majority. And that's good enough. So you see, you don't need two majorities. Just find it on the floor, 9 out of 10, I'm just good. That's like my ask. If maybe you want to say we're talking about a situation where the the doors of the city or the doors of that uh, road or that the street are not locked and anyone can come from anywhere. And maybe we're talking about the majority of people just going in and out throughout the day. They're coming from this place, that place, and therefore you have a double rov. You have a rov, nine out of ten of the, the stores on that block are kosher, and you have majority of people coming on that block are Jewish. So then you have to, maybe we're talking about that type of situation. But you see, Rabbi Zira said the meat is kosher, even though the the doors of the city are locked, and you know for sure it came from that city, it's still kosher, you don't have to worry.
So with meat, you only need one rov. Why over here by this child, you need two rovs to be machshir? There's a higher level when it comes to family lineage. We need a double rov in order to make the child mutar. Now, the Gemara wants to understand this whole kavua, mehtzal, mehtzal, that if something is settled, it's one place, then the rule is it's 50-50. Gufa, amare bizera, kol kavua, ke mehtzal, mehtzal, dami. Anything that is settled in one place, then we we go that it's 50-50. And the Ritba explains, by the way, this is dafka, if you could tell what is asur, meaning it's not mixed. It's just, okay, you know, this is the asur thing, this is the mutar thing. We know it's 50-50. Ben lekula, ben lechumra. You have to go with that rule, whether we're trying to, uh, to be strict and saying something is uh, asur, or we're trying to uh, say that it's uh, 50-50 and we're going to say something is mutar. And the Gemara asks, Mena le so where does Rabbi Zerah get this din from? If it's from the case of the nine stores that are kosher and the one store that is not kosher, and he bought meat from one of them, he just doesn't know which one, then over there, the safek is asur, and we know that we don't go by the majority, and we say it's asur. And if it was found on the street, you go by the majority, and then you say that 9 or 10 is kosher. So you have to say it's different. You can't learn it from there, because over there shows you how we're strict. When it's 50-50, okay, then we're going to be strict. We still said also when we're being lenient, that's the rule. So where is that from? Rather, we're going to say that Rabbi Zira learned that uh, Kavua is like 50-50 even to be lenient from the case of nine frogs and there's one sheretz, one of the eight uh, rodents that is written in Parashat Shemini that if they die, their carcass, if, it, if you touch it, you become Tameh. So the frogs are not one of those uh, eight uh, rodents. And let's say uh, a lizard. Okay, so you have uh, nine dead frogs and you have a, uh, a dead lizard over there also. And someone who's touched one of these things. He doesn't know what he touched. If he's not sure, he's Tameh because we go by the majority. And again, we said over there, Hatam Nami, the Humra. Over there, maybe the Halakha is different. Maybe over there, we're just trying to be Mahmir. Ela, you have to say, Bizar learned it from, Opposite. There's nine rodents, one frog in between them. And he touched one of them. He doesn't know which one he touched. If it's Bishut Ahid, Sefekotame. If it's in Bishut Ahid of someone's private property, any. We learn it out of uh, Sota, that the same over there, they went in private by themselves, so there was a Tum'ah. So same thing over here, we're going to say, since it was private, then it's Tameh. However, if it happened in the middle of the street, if we're not sure, it's Tahor. And we're not going to go by the majority of what's going on over there, and majority 9 out of 10 is Tameh. Rather, we're going to say... That it's 50-50 and we're going to be lenient. So now the Gemara asks, How do we know from the Torah that if something is set, then we say it's 50-50? So the Gemara says, This is talking about someone who uh, killed someone on purpose. If a person conspired and then they killed someone, He's not for killing someone until he has kavanat to kill the person he conspired to kill. 
the Rabbanan, Hachamim hold that if a person had kavanah to kill one person, then he ended up killing another person, he shot a gun and ended up hitting someone else. They say in the Bet Midrash of Rabbi Anai, what's that pasuk coming to tell me? That prat lezorek even lego. This is coming to exclude a case where someone threw a rock into a group of people to kill someone and killed someone over there. He'd be patur from getting killed. And hechidami, what are we talking about? If we're talking about nine goyim and one Jew in between them. We should say he's not Hayav Mita because the majority is Kenanim and therefore you can't be Mahayavim on trying to kill Kenanim and you end up killing the Jew. Inami or Palgao Palgao, let's say it's 50 50. There's five Jews, five Goyim over there. Still should be Patur because Safik Nefashot Laakel. If we're not sure if he was planning to kill a Jew or a Goy and end up killing a Jew, but we're not sure what the Kavanah was, okay, so you should be lenient. Because remember, when it comes to Safek Nefashot, we're trying as a Betin to save a person, not kill a person, so we shouldn't kill him. We have to save him. So the Gemara says, Lot Now, what was the Pasu coming to be Potel? The nine Jews, one Goy. And I would think, uh, let's go after the majority and say he's Hayav. The guy threw a rock into a pile with nine Jews and one Goy. He should be Hayav if he killed the Jew. That's why you need the Pasuk to tell me that he needs to have Kavanah for specifically him. Meaning, Dehavele Kenani, Kavuale Kenani is placed over there. And since he's placed over there, he's sat over there, now it becomes 50-50. It's like there's five Jews, five Goyim, and it becomes a Safek. And therefore, we don't kill him. So that's how we know it's from the Oraita. Now the Gemara goes back trying to understand the Mishnah. Who said in our Mishnah, in the name of Rabbi Hanan ben Nuri, that if uh, this Tinoket went to go get water and she was forced with another man, that if the majority of the city is kasher, then she is kasher. He said it was a Hora'at Sha'ahita. It was only a one-time heter that they gave out Meaning, it was a one-time matir, or maybe they found other reasons to be matir. It wasn't just one reason, just a few things. But you cannot, uh, you cannot use that story as halachal ma'asit to future generations. So matir Rabbi Yirmiyah, Rabbi Yirmiyah doesn't like what the the first one, Rabbi Hayabar Ashe Amarav said that halachas like Rabbi Yossi, Oliu Hasin Alobainan Tererube. When it comes to lineage, you don't need two majorities in order to be machshir. Meaning it's good enough that the majority of the city is kasher, and that's why uh, it's ka- this uh, this girl is kasher. We learned matzah, but you know, a person goes through a, a city where there's goyim and Jews, and you find a, a child on the street, and you don't know if he's a Jew or he's a goy. Imrov of the kochavim. If the majority of the people in the city are goyim, then he's avid kochavim. Imrov Israel, majority of Israel, then he's a Israel. Matzah, matzah, fifty-fifty, then he's a Israel. When do we say that he's uh, Israel? That's in regards to that there's a mitzvah to uh, feed the kid, to, to, to pay for his bills. But if a building collapses on him, we don't uh, save his life on Shabbat. Uh, but to say that he has good lineage, no, we're not going to say that. It means if it's a girl, we're not going to let her marry a Kohen. We're going to even go as far and allow you to save him from under the rubble on Shabbat. But still, the Yehus is a different story. We don't let that girl marry a Kohen. You see that one majority doesn't do much. You need two majorities. 
So the Gemara explains, Ishtamitite. Avira I guess he didn't see or he didn't hear. Had Amar Biyuda, Marav or Biyuda said in the name of Rav, Bikronot Shel Tzipori that the whole thing happened in the, the marketplace of Tzipori, uh, and that's your second majority. Okay, well, Rav Hanan Barava de Amar Horachai. According to Rav Hanan Barava, who said it was a one-time thing, it was one-time heter. Kashia, ha, he has a problem with that Mishnah with. Uh, child that is found in a place where it's 50 50 and we said that he's a jew in a sense we have to help him but not uh, uh, not when it comes to your hasin so you see one majority is not good enough you need two so the answer is man de matneha do matneha so rab hanan barava who said it was a horacha he would he would tell you that he never heard the second part of the story where it was in the, the marketplace of Sipori, uh, meaning there was only one majority, not two. And that's why it was a Hora'a So now the Gemara wants to go back to that uh, case that we just saw, Gufa. Uh, let's go back to that uh, that we saw. Matzah, but you know, if a person is walking in a city and he sees a, a child, if the majority of the city is Goyim and Sugoy, Imrov Israel, then it's easy Israel. Okay, Mahzal, Mahzal 50-50. We're going to say it's Israel. And Amarav, Lo Shanuel, That's just uh, to keep him uh, alive, give him Parnasaf, feed him. Avaldu Yohasin, Lo. But if it's a child, uh, that, uh, that let's say it's a girl, she cannot marry a Kohen. We, we're not going to kosher the lineage. Shmuel Amar, even Lefakeh, you could even save him from rubble on Shabbat if a building collapse on him. You let him make him live, but not uh, but not uh, lineage. So the Gemara asks, Amar Shmuel Haki, did Shmuel really say that you're allowed to save his life on Shabbat? When it comes to we don't go by the majority. Meaning, we have to be strict. And even if there's a chance, a small chance that it's Jewish, you save his life, even on Shabbat. What was Shmuel saying? It's going on the first part. That the halacha is not that he's a, we're not going to go by the majority when there's majority goyim when it comes to saving his life. We're going to save his life because maybe there's a small chance he's a Jew. So if that's the case, according to Yishmuel Imrov, if the majority of the city is goyim, then he is a goy. What's that for? Are we allowed to feed him not kosher food? Or like if he lost something, I don't have to return it. Imrov Israel, if the majority is Israel and is Israel, the Mail Khatat what the Halakha. So Amar Papa Lahzilo Aveda that you would have to return him something that he lost. If he lost as well, you have to return it to him. And Mehtzal Mehza is Israel. Fifty fifty we're gonna go with Israel, the Mail Khatat what Alha. Amarish Lakish Linzakin when it comes to damages. Now just before we continue, I just want to explain something. When it comes to the halakhot of damages and Ezekin, if the ox of a Jewish person gores uh, and he kills uh, the, the ox of a goy, he doesn't have to pay. If a goy's ox uh, gores a Jewish person's ox, then he has to pay. And if it's a Jewish person's ox who gored a Jewish person's ox, then it depends if he's tam, muad, if he did it three times, didn't do it three times, and you have to pay, full pay, that all mahloket. So the Gemara asks, uh, what are we talking about that uh, if this, uh, if the city is 50-50, we're going to say he's Israel in regards to Nezikin. If our ox gored his ox, we should tell him, why should I pay you? I tell 
bring me a, a proof that you're a Jewish, and then I'll pay you. And then you could, okay, fine. But if you, you can't prove me, remember, if a person's trying to take money out of a person, he has to bring proof. So the Gemara explains, why are we calling him Israel? In a sense, if his ox gores our ox, and remember, it's a short time, so he only has to pay half. So half of it he pays. On the other half, he tells the other people, prove that I'm not Jewish, and then I'll give you the other half. And the Ridba reminds us, remember, we can't make him swear on the sense that maybe he's a goy and he can't swear, uh, maybe he'll lie. And the Ramban explains also, just he's reminding us that if the majority are goyim, then we could make him pay. Because once there's a majority, they, they're, they're goyim, he's a goy and like he has a hazaka, he's a goy, it's very strong. Hadran Allah Betulani said, and now we're up to the second parak in Masachet Ketubot. And it starts, Haisha Shinit Aramela or Shinit Gasha, a woman who became a widow or she was divorced and she's asking for her ketubah money. He omered betulani satani. She's saying or she's claiming to him or to the children that I was married, I was a betula, and I get that I deserve uh, 200. Or they say, or the husband says, look, I married you when you were uh, a widow or you were already uh, with someone and I only have to pay you 100. If there's witnesses that she left her father's house with a canopy of hadasim, something that looks nice, the Gemara explains what exactly it means, or her hair is not covered, so we know that she is single, then then you have to give her 200. Even the throwing of roasted wheat kernels that are now sweet, even that's a proof that she was a betula. But they don't do that by you betulot. And Yeshua admits, in a case where a person says that this field is, well, used to belong to your father and I bought it from him, that we believe him. Because the mouth that made this asur, I mean, he's the person himself who said that this used to belong to your father, is the one who also said that it's mutar, meaning it, that, that I bought it, and it's mutar to me. And the Gemara is going to explain who he is uh, admitting to. Now, the if there's witnesses that says that, no, this land belonged to this guy's father, and then he said, no, yeah, but I bought it from him. At that point, and on the Iman, he's not believed unless he brings a, a contract, a, a, a witnesses himself that he bought it, something to prove otherwise. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.